Hey everybody and welcome to Libromancy, a podcast about the magic of books. I'm Josh and today I'm talking about The Sweep of the Blade by Alona Andrews. So let's slash the magic of books. First off, this is it. we're finally getting back to the Innkeeper series. I put it off for a little while. I wasn't, you know, when I first started, I really liked the Dina storyline. So I didn't want to leave that. I knew that this book was about Maud. And so I was kind of like, eh, maybe we don't read this one. And then, you know, but they've put out a couple more since then. Well, a couple short stories in a novel. So then I said, okay, well, I got to go back and I got to read them because, you know, they're good. And for the podcast, and you know, I'm just a fool. Of course I am. Like, why didn't I just read it right away? I, you know, that's just who I am. I have seen the error of my ways, though. I really liked this book. This was so fun. I think out of the Innkeeper series, this cover is a little bit worse. I just feel like it's got this. I, I, I'm, I. I don't I don't want to sound like I'm trying to blame them or say it's really bad. I just don't feel like it's quite the same as the other covers. It's a little bit more it's got that more generic science fiction look almost to it and it doesn't really I don't know. I'm trying to explain my thoughts as I think about them and you guys know how that goes. So, let's just talk a little bit more about the book. I thought this book in, in terms of non-spoiler things is very well written. It's got really good characters. It's got a really good at least one really good relationship that's being built through it, right? And that's something that Alona Andrews, they do very well, is write uh, real relationships and real feelings. There's not too many tropes. This is something I like about Alona Andrews, is they don't make their characters weak, or they don't make their characters hold the idiot stick most of the time. Obviously, sometimes the character's got to hold the idiot stick. Everybody does. I hold the idiot stick. You've probably held the idiot stick. And we'll hold it again at one point or another. But something that I really like about Alona Andrews is that the problems that they solve are not usually just simple problems that would be solved by a little bit of communication. They're actual problems that they need actual solutions for. And I think this book does a really good job of showing that. Now, there's not much else I can talk about without getting into spoilery thoughts. So I think we're just going to move into spoiler thoughts. So let's just do a quick overview of the plot. This plot is that Maud is rescued by her sister, you know, her sister Dina, and then Arland and Sean come and help her. They save her from Kahari, which is where she's been exiled. And then they come back to the inn. We see the events of the last book where they have taken in a refugee and they are, the inn is being attacked. Arland, you know, saves them from the world eater because his blood is poisonous to him. And I totally forgotten that Caldinia is the one that comes down and gives him a shot and saves his life. It's just amazing. Um, but then this is where Maud goes back to the vampire homeland with them. Uh, vampire conquered space because they have more than one home, right? And because she doesn't want to leave Arland because they are in love. And then... They help stop a secret attack on a battle station. And that's kind of the story. And it's all about leading up to them and doing things, you know, together. It's really fun. So let's talk a little bit about just some characters. I really, like I said, this is such a good book with for, like, relationship stuff. Like, I'm not saying you should use this book to try and diagnose your relationship to somebody else. But let's just talk about Maud for a little bit. And then Maud's relationship to Helen, her daughter. Maud's relationship to Arland. Maud's relationship to... Her husband, uh, Melizard, right? Maud loves Helen so much, just like any parent should love their child. She's willing to do anything for her daughter. She wants to do anything for her daughter to make sure her daughter is safe and caring. And that doesn't change throughout the book, which is great because it shouldn't change. Even though she loves Arland, and that's a very important thing to her, like 
I don't think it should be that her relationship to her daughter changes, that she suddenly cares less about her daughter, or she's not suddenly going to be like, you know what, we're with Arlen now, all of a sudden all my worries are going to go away, and they don't, and that's realistic. I love Maud and Arlen's relationship, which is just hilarious to me because they're both in love, and Maud's like, we had a perfectly good thing going. I loved him, and he loved me, and then he ruined it by asking me to marry him. And, you know, that's not usually how it goes in these kind of books. Usually it's like, he asked me to marry him, it was so happy, and then something else happens. And then, but Maud has like a real reason for not wanting to be married, because the last time she was married to a vampire, she was, well, there's two parts to it, right? The last time she was married to a vampire, she wasn't really like part of it. You know, she was part of their family, but she was still a little bit separate. She was still just kind of like, oh, here's our mod. You know, she can do all of these cool things. And her husband didn't really love her. Well, he did love her, but he didn't really listen to her and such. He was too concerned with his own things. And so when she's with Arlen now, she says, I don't want to just get married be just, be, you know, because you love me. That's great. I love you and I want to be with you. But I don't want to be married and like brought into the house because only because you love me i want to be seen as something valuable that the house wants to have on its own because then i know that i'm not going to get exiled just because my husband maybe does something stupid now she doesn't think that arlen's going to do anything stupid right arlen is willing to leave his house for her so that's not going to be a real big issue right but what she's saying is that like she wants to bring her own worth to the marriage and to the family right and that's Something that she was never able to do. And she is able to do that in this one. I really like she's talking with Ilamina, you know, Arlen's mom. And Arlen's mom kind of provokes her a little bit into talking about some stuff. And like this spills out. And you know what Ilamina does? Because Ilamina is like, well, I, you know, she's starting to see her value and her importance and her uh, ability, her skills. And she's like, let me give you some secret opportunities to like show your worth. So she helps stop this fight. She helps, you know, she makes her the maven because she needs them to do stuff. She's she's put in positions where her skills are able to be shown. And so this is just like, this goes back to the relationship between Maud and Arlen, where they both want to be together. Arlen wants her to, to choose him and to be with him and to get married. But he's not wanting to pressure her. He's just happy to have her in his life. Maud would love to get married, but she's so f afraid and scarred from her last time that she doesn't want to. And then throughout this book, she's able to work through that. And at the end, you know, she does decide to get married to Arlen, which was just hilarious that when they're talking about getting married, Elmina, uh, Arlen's mom was like, hey, you said yes again to get married when he asked you the second time, right? And she's like, uh, yeah, we did say yes to get married. And Elmina's uh, like, great, I'm going to use all that footage from you guys fighting on the battle station that we took. That, you know, that we just protected, like, but all the footage we just took, we're going to use that for your wedding announcements. It's going to be great. And it's just hilarious because that's just the way the vampires think of things. But it's like, uh, you want super bloody violence in your in your wedding announcement? Yes. Yes, they do. So let's talk some more a little bit about relationships. We also have, I just, we've obviously talked about Maud's relationship to House Kraher and the relationship between Maud and, and her husband, you know, her dead husband, Melazard. Which is just a funny name, Millizard. Um, it's that his impact has left these big marks on her life where she is kind of afraid to be part of a house that's not going to value her for herself. She doesn't want to get exiled again and go back to Kahari, you know, this wasteland with no water. And that was something that was really actually important and like thoughtful in this book is that they'd spend the last couple years on Kahari with no water, you know, going from place to place, trying to save each other. She had to, she ended up killing. All of the people who killed her husband, which is an acceptable vampire thing to do. And then 
So, but on this Kahari, there's very little water. Water is the most precious resource. It's kind of the most precious resource everywhere, but obviously, like, on a regular planet, you could just go find water. This one, there's, like, extra little you have to really work for it. So, throughout the whole rest of the book, anytime they're near water, it's, like, reflected and shown. And, like, how Helen is, like, her daughter, who's five, loves playing in the water. She's like, if there's water, Helen's in it. And she's always in it. And it's just funny. It's good. It's not funny. It is funny. But it's also, like, it's just good writing that, like, water was the most precious thing for these people. Now they're suddenly somewhere with water. And they're not just going to go back to treating it like regular water. They're going to love it. They're going to want it. You know, they're going to be involved in it because it's that important to them. And generally, things that are that important to you don't just change as soon as you get it, right? That you Sometimes they do, but not really. You just, you always want to keep loving what you want, right? So this is all just to say... I really think that the relationships in this book are really strong and really good, you know, especially when they're focused on Maud, our main character. Now, if we'd been focused on somebody else, I think we'd have had equally strong relationships in different directions. But, you know, the relationship between Maud and Helen and Maud and Arlen and Maud and House Krar and Elamina, those are just so key to this plot and so important. Now, something else that I really like that Alona Andrews does is they really show off the char- the power and the skill of their characters. We know that Maud is an accomplished fighter, but that's not all she is. Because she is the daughter of innkeepers, even adopted, she knows a lot about all different you know, races of aliens. And the vampires, let's just be faithful, or say it, are a little bit um, xenophobic. They don't like other aliens. That's just kind of how they are and how their culture is. They're partially trying to change it, but not really, right? They're secure in their space, and they're secure in their knowledge that they are very tough, and not a lot of people want to fight with them. But the way that Alona Andrews is able to showcase Maud's skill and her ability to say, look, she sees these aliens, she's set with them as kind of an insult by some other people, by this wedding party that's going on. But because of that, she's like, oh my gosh, you guys are messing everything up. The Tai Chi will eat, they they don't meet when they're on a you know, an otherworlder's planet because they feel like that's, they're with the enemy and that's just a tradition they have. But they don't just eat salad. You have to make it presentable. You have to do colors. You have to mix it in. And so she's able to, you know, do stuff. And then she starts taking over. And, you know, she's like, I got to save this. I got to save House Quark because they're going to fail if they don't do this. She ends up meeting Noan C, who is a, you know, the longtime friend kind of. And she's able to explain things with them a little bit and say like, look, the Nuancey like deals. Give them a deal. You know, she's able to help things along, really pushing her own value. There's just so much fun. Now, this, there's some funny parts in this where, so long story, let's just talk about that a little bit. House Crawler is under a secret attack, basically, where there's this wedding party that's going to take place on, that they've been asked to host because they're the closest kind of old house. They don't want to because they're like, well, something's obviously off about this. Because why would they get together? Why would these two foul houses who hate each other get together? And then why would they also come here? But they can't say no because of, you know, their culture and customs where they're like, we can't just be rude and say, no, we won't want to. We don't want to host you because we think you're up to something. So they have to host and they have to do it, you know, basically help the wedding party. The wedding party is obviously have to get something And this. It's just funny, like the wedding people are like, with this talking in ancient vampiric in front of Maud. Because they're like, why would she understand the vampire? Clearly, we're just fine. So Maud's listening to them talk about everything in detail about like what they're going to do and how they're going to do it. Not quite everything, because they don't say everything. But usually when it comes to her and just them being rude to her. But she's able to just take it in and not worry about it. And that's able to help, you know, figure out the plot. But let's talk about a couple things. Like, 
I love the way that Maud comes in and takes over dealing with the Lees and the Tachi. I love that she's doing all this work. And then uh, Elamina, who's the head, basically, of the house is like, hey, do you want the title of Maven? And she's like, yes, I do. She's like, it's yours. And then she has to go do some work. And I love her wedding prep where that she's got like eight people around her desk. And she's like, all right, you, what's up with you? And he's like, here's the menu for the thing. And she's like, it's trash. Throw it away. Go get something else. Like, here's three things you need to fix on it at minimum. Go do it again. And he's like, yes. And he runs away and comes back. And then she's talking about the chairs. And he's like, she's like, hey, are you the engineer for the chairs? And she's like, yes. And I'm like, okay, do we need different chairs? And like, we don't have any. Why don't we have any? Well, they're easy to fold away and put away. And it's like, that's the stupidest, but like most reasonable answer. Like, of course you don't only have one kind of chair. Like, why would you need two other kinds of chairs when A, you're all vampires and it fits all of you, but like they're easy to stow away. Like, of course. And he's like, you'll fix these chairs or else. And he's like, on whose authority? And he's like, on mine. I'm the I'm the maven. And she's like, uh, when, these, when these aliens go back out, they're going to speak to the world or sing our praises about how good we were to have special chairs for them and stuff. And they're not going to, you know, go around bad-mouthing us. So work at it as a challenge and it better be fixed by the time I count to 10, you know, just hilarious her ability to take command her skills like i said this book really showcases the woman's skills we know arlen's skills from the previous books we don't need a rehashing of how powerful he is we get a little bit of it when he takes out nine of the wedding party in a kind of a mock duel this book is about us seeing and them seeing mod's ability and so to show her having skills in combat and out of combat is just perfect right i also it's a really touching scene where uh, Helen has been tranquilized, and the Tachi bit her. You're not... T- but let me explain a little better. Helen was playing, and she got poisoned somehow, and there was a Tachi nearby, and the Tachi did bite her. So they think it's the Tachi. They put her in jail. They're trying to save Helen, and Helen's like... Or, and Maud comes in, and she's like, what happened? And then she goes, and she talks to the, the Tachi, and she's like, I have to talk to the Tachi. And they're like, okay, here you go, but don't kill him. And she goes down, and she like gets on her knees, and she's like, thank you for saving my child, because obviously the vampires don't understand. But it's like these dynamics that make it so much better, where the Tachi only bite, only bit Helen to save her life, because their their venom slows down your heartbeat, slows down the you know poison from attacking. And then Nuance comes in, which I just realized is kind of like, nuance nuance like it's very silly but fun she comes in and they heard that helen is being you know has been poisoned and they come in with the antidote and they're like here you go here's the antidote like and that's so funny they're like i'm sorry i'm laughing too much but uh nuance comes in and helen a rod is screaming because helen is starting to die you know and there's nothing they can really do and Nuance's like, it's okay, it's okay, we'll get you out. And, like, the medic, the vampire medic is, like, picked up by a bunch of uh, va- of the Lees and, like, walked out of his own med clinic. And Nuance's like, it's okay, we've got it from here, you're just fine. She's like, I have nothing to trade. And, of course, Nuance doesn't want to just be, like, because of his culture and his attitudes and his stuff, he can't just be like, oh, it's a free, you know, I'm doing this because I like you, even though that's why they're doing it, right? But he's like, we'll work something out. Like, it's just so good. So... I think that's all I really have to talk about today about Sweep of the Blade by Alona Andrews. It's a really fun book. It's very good about relationships. And it's got some exciting fun parts too. Some action scenes, some non-action scenes. It's all just good. Uh, Thanks for listening and thanks to David Hillowitz for the intro and outro music. Of course, if you have any questions or comments, please send those to leadromancypod at gmail.com. Please like and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. And remember to slash the magic of books. (laughs) 